This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to Carnegie Museum of Art. From Pittsburgh Arts and Lectures, we are welcoming Sony Tonaime, and uh, he comes to us from Chautauqua, and he is now the head of the Pittsburgh Arts and Lectures. He's been here for three months. He's the new executive director of Pittsburgh Arts and Lectures, and I'm so excited to meet you, Sony. Uh, this has been, we've had a little bit of a conversation here before we started talking. Tell me about how you ended up here in Pittsburgh. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for having me. And on behalf of the board and the staff of Pittsburgh Arts and Lectures, it is such a pleasure to be here and talking with you at the UED. Uh, well, as you said, before I came here, I was living in Chautauqua. A little bit colder than it is here, but, uh, you know, I managed four years there. Uh, I... When I was living at Chautauqua, I would always come to Pittsburgh. And yes, because that's where the culture was, right? That's where the good food uh, so was, true. right? so true. Uh, and I would come here. But even before that, when I moved uh, to Kent, Ohio, I was studying at Kent State, I would drive from Kent to Pittsburgh, really? right, to attend lectures here, to attend events here, and I will drive the same night, right? So Pittsburgh has always been a city uh, close to my heart, right? So you've attended the arts and lectures before even becoming the executive director. Yes, I attended one. Okay. <laughs> Only one. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the arts and lectures, Pittsburgh arts and lectures has always been my radar, and I've been a big fan uh, even when I was in my previous positions, I would wait for the list of the 10 evenings, and I would say, like, if only I can get four of those writers, and I would I'll be happy. Right, right. right. Yeah. And uh, now to be here in this position, I don't know if you're, if you're, let's say, the Pirates fan, if you're a Pirates fan, for you to understand how I'm feeling right now is as if the Pirates were to hire you as their head coach, right? Excellent. And I'm Excellent. like, this place I've been a big fan of, you know, now I'm part of it and I'm here. You are a part of it. And what an exciting, we've already had an amazing group of people that have been a part of the fall season, if you will. But now mm -hmm. we have um, Jennifer, Egan. Jennifer Egan. I am so excited about that uh, with her fabulous book, The Candy House. Candy House. Oh, what a wonderful book. What a great book. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> we are so lucky. And, and I'm... And I really mean it. Uh, we are so lucky to have an organization like Pittsburgh Arts and Lectures to bring those writers to the community to here, really. Uh, Jennifer Egan, February 12th. And that is going to be at the uh, Carnegie Library Lecture Hall. Okay. Um, and it is going to be, for now, the last 10 evenings lecture that we are going to have it at the library hall before we move, move to, back to we're going to move back to the Carnegie, Carnegie Music, Music Hall. Hall. Excellent. Yes. yes. Uh, After all the reworking and um, yes. uh, upgrading of the hall. Oh, the hall. And we're so grateful to the Carnegie Museums of Pittsburgh for the work that they've done really to uh, renovate uh, the Music Hall with new 
cushier and bigger chairs mm -hmm. and now AC. And oh, also really? Some air conditioning in there too. Excellent. Right? People do not need to uh, dread about the uh, events that we have during the summer now. It's mm -hmm. it's we, we are very, very excited and we cannot wait to welcome everyone back. We had an opportunity to speak before we uh, re were recording about Tracy Kidder Tracy and what's Kidder. going to be happening on March 25th as he yes. comes to Pittsburgh with his Rough Sleepers. Uh, yes. Tell me a little bit about that because that's going to be a Q&A. Yes. Tracy Kidder is coming and it is going to be our first event back in the music hall March 25th at 7.30 p.m. Uh, the Wolf Sleepers is about uh, a person, a doctor in Boston, Dr. Jim O'Connell, who started this uh, program where he will drive around Boston in the uh, van during nighttime and provide food, medicine, and consultation to on-house people, mm -hmm. right? And this program's been around since the 80s, right? And he is coming with Tracy Kidder, and there will be a conversation in wow. the music hall. And before that, we are going to go to uh, different organizations, but partnered with Second Avenue Commons mm -hmm. uh, on the day to for him to see the work that we are doing here in Pittsburgh when it comes to uh, homelessness homeless. uh, mm -hmm. and and our community and later in the during the evening we are going to host this lecture with Tracy Heater and then he will be in conversation with Dr. Jim O'Connell and we're very excited to welcome every all of our patrons back but also Everyone in the community would like to join us and the elected officials, you know, we are going to send invitation out to them and to make sure that they are part of this conversation because we know how dedicated they are to eradicating uh, homelessness in the community and we want to invite them to be part of this conversation. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think of the weather the way it is right now and the fact that there's homelessness here in Pittsburgh. Yes. And uh, you, an individual, has the ability to do something. There is something you can do, and yes. you can find out about that on March 25th with uh, Tracy Kidder yes. and Rough Sleepers. But you also have Hernan Diaz coming Hernan on Diaz. April 8th. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I know. Uh, the current Pulitzer Prize uh, winning author for fiction, right? How? I, I just got chills <laughs> i know and it, it is it is so interesting that we have five lectures uh left four of them are pulitzer prize winners and one is a twice national book awards winner <laughs> right <laughs> so the caliber of writers that we bring to the community here is really exceptional and uh all of this curation happened in co uh, collaboration with the community right mm -hmm. to see what what are the organizations? What are the work, uh, the people that are doing work in the community? And we want to elevate them to our invitations. And all of that was created by my predecessor, Stephanie Flom, right? Wow. Uh, I'm so grateful to follow uh, and lead, really, to, and also to inherit this uh, 
beautiful Great program. Booster. Yes, yeah. yes. And what's really nice is not only can you be there in person, which of course it's always yes. great to be in person, but yes. you can get online tickets. You can get online tickets. So yes. that you're not going to miss it. If there, the weather is a little bit difficult or something like that, that there is still the ability to hear. Yes. And and the online tickets will allow you to watch the event not only live, but for a week after. Really? Yes. Oh, that's great. Yes. So even those who can join us in person, if you feel like, oh, they will, I want to listen to this, I want to watch this again, mm -hmm. you have a link where you can watch it again, right? So, and that's something that started with uh, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then we saw the benefit of it. And Some said, of the benefits want, that there are good it. things that came out yes. of the pandemic. Yes. That making it accessible to, you know, the nation or the world, in essence. Yeah, exactly. And some of our patrons are now, let's say, in a warmer climate, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we want them to still uh, watch and join us for those lectures. We want to continue this. This is not something that we are going to take away. We are going to keep offering the online option. And we do want people to come and flock in the uh, music uh, music hall oh, yes. and be in, in conversation with the authors. The authors, they love it. They mm -hmm. love when they come on stage and see so many people. It's like, wow, Pittsburgh, this is the place I want to be, right? Uh, so we want to invite everyone to come back to the music hall. But if to, like you said, the weather or mobility issues, or you are not going to be in town during that time, we still want you to enjoy uh, these lectures through online uh, uh, offerings. Excellent. And then in April, we have An Immense World, uh, the author Ed Yong, Ed Yong. Pulitzer Prize-winning author of uh, yes. I Contain Multitudes. Multitude. This mm -hmm. is amazing, this yes. beautiful book. Yes, it is amazing. And he is really one of the best uh, journalists writing right now. Mm -hmm. And and the way that he comes to every story is with so much care and passion uh, to uh, really to the audience, but also to the subjects as well, right? And his intelligence, one thing he's focusing right now, and I cannot wait, I know there is a book coming out of it. He's reporting on long COVID. Really has been amazing. Oh, so yeah, wow. he is writing them for the Atlantic. But this book is really about everything that is around us, that through our senses that we are receiving, but sometimes we are not aware of them. Mm -hmm. And reading in the immense world really brings all of that to the surface. And it's like, whoa, so many things that I have not, uh, you know, taken too much attention to. They are why around us, really. I cannot, I can assure you that after reading this book, your whole way of seeing the world, of feeling, of experiencing the world will change. Oh, that is wonderful. But yeah. I think the same thing will happen with Jasmine Ward Jasmine with Ward. Let Us Descend. Let Us Descend. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know, Jasmine Ward is uh, the best prose writer writing right now. And I'm saying that as a poet, right? And I know wh what it is for a beauty of language, right? Mm -hmm. But Jasmine Ward brings all of that beauty, like the poetic beauty, through the pause. Mm -hmm. And this book, Let Us Descend, is uh, told in the way of the uh, Dante's... Uh, Inferno. Inferno. Mm -hmm. right? That's right. It's like 
yeah going down going through the, down. the levels and yes yes, mm-hmm. yes. and uh, all of the different steps but the resiliency of the human being right to create beauty out of darkness right and that i'm so so um uh excited for the lecture for us to end the season we are going to close the season with jasmine ward and we are going to also do in that uh lecture announce our next season announce the next season and that will be in may the 13th may the of 13th. may so yes. i'm sure you're very hard working as to who's going to be coming next year can yes. you give us a preview at all not now but what but i it, can what yes. i can assure everyone is it is going to be a well-balanced season mm-hmm. because we are, this is very much an election year, mm-hmm. right? So we need to have the conversations, right, that are needed. But at the same time, we would need to be able to leave, you know, the world sometime on and come together and be joyful in mm-hmm. the moment, right? So I, I'm working on a way to present a well-balanced uh, season next year with the staff. And I, by next month, we should have, have an a idea. pretty yes. good idea about <laughs> pretty who's good coming. idea. But uh, for now, all I can say is we have decided that we're going to have a very well-balanced uh, and where we can come and have important conversation and we can cry and then also we can come and laugh, you know, and we can rejoice in our camaraderie and companionship of others, which is something that we've been doing for the past 33 years. Absolutely. Right? So we want to continue in that path. Sony, if someone was interested in getting um, the last five lectures, could they go to Pittsburgh Arts and Lectures? Yes, yes. Uh, we have right now uh, a bundle for the five, uh, the next five lectures, mm-hmm. right? And you go to Pittsburgh PittsburghLectures.org, uh, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And you can get you a bundle for the tickets for Excellent. the five lectures. For the five. And they mm-hmm. can be in person or online. And if you want, if you think that, oh, I'm not going to be able to attend all of them in person, you can still buy the bundle for five, and that will come with the online option Ability as well. to. Yes, Excellent. exactly. So yeah. I have to ask, books are, have been a huge part of your life for such a long time. Yes. How did you become interested? Was it a parent or something, or did you? was it schooling that got you interested into reading? P- parents. Your parents? Yes, uh, especially my father. My father was, uh, and still is, a storyteller. Uh, yes, he would tell me stories, and my father will tell me those stories, and he will change things. Because it will add to them. And I, I, when growing up, I thought he was the author of the stories, right? And then later in school, when I would uh, start reading uh, stories, and I would find those stories written, I'm doing the air quote mark there, by my father, and realized that, no, my father was not the author. And I would confront my father. And my father said, like, once you read a story, once you listen to a story, it becomes yours. And that's why I changed them. And then I, all my thing was, like, for me to consume as much story as possible and then make them mine, right? So uh, I love telling stories, but... Because I was so shy, right, I would uh, start writing stories, but they would be very short. They would become like very glimpsed things. And then I discovered poetry. And I was like, 
oh, those were poems that I was writing anyway, right? And then that's how I became a poet, right? All started by me uh, loving stories and trying to write my own stories. But sometimes the good thing about writing a poem when you were that age and being a shy uh, child is you can use imageries, you can use metaphors, and you can say the things that you want to say without say them mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so poetry was the best medium for me in that sense so that's how i became a poet and but since then really i've been reading uh telling stories and that has been the passion of my life and i'm so lucky really to be able to be in a position where i can invite other storytellers to come and be in conversation with people who love stories and other people who are writing stories as well and you grew up in Haiti, I believe. I grew up in Haiti. And uh, when did you come to the United States? I came in the United States uh, 13 years ago, 2010, uh, mid-July uh, 2010. Mm -hmm. I came for school, uh, for uh, college. I went to Kent State. Yes, and uh, I've been here in the state since, but except for two years that I went back to Haiti. Mm -hmm. And do you have, uh, can you tell us a short story of yours, a little uh, poem that you might uh, it comes to mind quickly that you have written oh I, ooh, I I cannot memorize uh, my poems but but there's one story there's one poem that uh, I wrote a couple months ago I do not I can, I did not memorize it but I can tell you a little bit about it it's I think for it is in my collection, but I believe that in every collection of poems, a poet should bring something new to poetry. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is the thing that is new, and I call the form a melange. Really? Yes, which is a melange is a mixture. A mixture. Mm -hmm. Yes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's spelled it's spell, uh, in Haitian Creole. So this is my own creation. And uh, the title of... Uh, the title of the poem is a sentence, and every word in the title of the poem is inside the poem, right? Ooh. And it's an order. Mm -hmm. And there's something about the title, what the title is about. There should be words that are uh, really connected with that uh, concept. Like, for example, in my poem, Rice, Rice Culture. Mm -hmm. Is the thing, and then so there is in that poem, there's a lot of ways of making wise, right? Wow. So I call it a melange. And I wish I that I had the poem with me right now, and I would read it uh, for you. But that's the thing. The that, next time we see each other. The next time. Uh, uh, and if somebody I'm wanted here. to get that, where would we? Would, where could we find that? Hopefully soon. I'm I'm now uh, in the process of sending the manuscript out for publication. And keep your eyes out and my fingers across right now. I hope a publishing place will pick it up and will publish it. Uh, but I'm really, really excited for it. But uh, talking about poetry, the first poem that I memorized, the first poem that I memorized, I could not read then. My older brother was memorizing it. Really? And I... Uh, learn with him and it was in French so I still have this poem ingrained in my mind right? and speak so, just a little bit of it in French uh, it is a simple poem about uh, a child going to school mm -hmm. and the mother uh, taking him 
uh, to, uh, by to hand, this by, by his hand, hand. Mm-hmm. and then him being aware of uh, the mother's hand leaving, then why the mother said like go by uh, goodbye, go back to school, and then he thinking like just because my mother took the time to take me to the school, I should work well and get some good grades. Wow. Yeah, the title is Little Popular Call. That's oh. like the, the portrait to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, this poem stays with me. And I learned it maybe almost 25 years ago. Wow. And oh. yeah, it stays with me. It stays with you. It's, it's a part of your being yes, at yes. this point. It's part of your memories. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. And that's why we want to create here at Pittsburgh Arts and Lectures when. Uh, folks come to our lectures, we want them to have something that will stay with them, mm-hmm. right, forever. I want them to come and say, like, when Tracy Keeter or when Jennifer Egan, Ed Young, or Hernan Diaz uh, was in Pittsburgh, I was there. When he said that, I was there. Uh, I witnessed that. That's I witnessed part of that. Those are now my memories. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I want that to stay with them, right? That's why it is so important for us to create a really worthy uh, roster of writers for the folks, but also to create an ambience mm-hmm. in the hall where people feel comfortable, where they can be vulnerable, and they can learn, mm-hmm. right? And they can share and community. That is the goal uh, for me. Tracy Kidder will be in the brand new uh, music hall, music hall. Uh, in March, March uh, one of the first events there. So that's very exciting. I'm speaking with Sony Toneme, who is the new executive director of the Pittsburgh Arts and Lectures, getting ready for next year's season, but also still five different fabulous writers coming this year, Pittsburgh Arts and Lectures. And if you decide to go to pittsburghlectures.org, you can uh, get that five-pack available on Online. Online. Great. Yes. Tony, uh, Sony, thank you so much for being here and visiting and uh, getting us all excited about what's happening this spring. I am so excited and I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you, WQED, for having me and for really helping us spread the word out for Pittsburgh Arts and Lectures. We are so excited to see everyone back and uh, to continue being in community with you all. Thank you, Pittsburgh. Thank you, Sony. Thank you. This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art.